calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. It is October 3rd, 2020. Welcome to fall, the season of pumpkin spiced everything. Except this podcast. It is a scent-free experience. But pumpkin spice isn't the only thing that happens this time of year. It's the season to be scary. <laughs> Atascacita Branch Library welcomes all ages to submit a scary story. Stories are due by October 19th. The maximum length is 5,000 words. No minimum. Email the stories as an attachment to ata at hcpl.net with the heading Scary Story Contest. Once your story is received, you will be contacted and asked to fill out a form release form. Age grade categories are kindergarten through third, fourth through sixth, seventh through twelfth, and adults. We do have a few rules. Keep it PG-13, please. And the work must be original. No fan fiction or use of other authors' characters. Entries with offensive content will be disqualified. The winning stories will be read as part of the October 31st Halloween podcast. So be sure to meet the dread, uh, I mean deadline. Really, when it comes to scary stories, either of those types of lines will do. Again, that deadline is October 19th. Another line is the voting line. Registration for voting must be postmarked by October 5th, only two days away. Applications to register are available at Harris County Public Libraries. Use our curbside service to pick up your application. Early voting begins October 13th, and you can find your nearest early voting and election day locations at harrisvotes.com. Please be sure to move the slider on the webpage to show either early voting or election day locations. These locations can change. If you're registered and you have your voting plan, then don't miss out on harrisvotes.com for your sample ballot. This gives you the opportunity to research, a librarian's favorite word, and prepare for your vote. There's a lot more information on harrisvotes.com. Harrisvotes is a resource of the Harris County Clerk's Office. Because librarians like numbers as well as words, I mean, just look at how we file the nonfiction. Here are some voting stats for Texas, as found on the Texas Secretary of State website. As of March 2020, there are 16,211,198 registered voters in Texas. There are 21,596,071 of voting age in Texas. For details on past elections, including registered voters, voter turnout, and percentage of voter turnout to eligible voters, visit texasvotes.org. Lit Chat shares their thoughts on Gulf Coast Reads' pick Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. The chat will be posted on our social media, and here's an excerpt from that chat. She's introduced to the god, you know, I mean... Here she is, she's Cinderella, sort of. I mean, Cassiopeia was all looking forward to the weekly or monthly family outing 
yeah. where she sort of gets to be more of herself and she has done something to anger her grandfather. So he says, nope, you can't go. You got to stay home by yourself. And she's like, well, gee, so what am I going to do? I'm going to get nosy. <laughs> I'm going to look in this trunk that has been sitting at the end of her grandfather's bed for like forever. Who, by the way, because it is mentioned, who, by the way, the grandfather always has the key to the trunk around his neck. And it's one of those things where, like, as soon as someone tells you, like, you can't have it, you want it. Right. So, I mean, I feel like it's partly the grandfather's fault. <laughs> yeah, because he leaves his key behind that day for yes. some reason. And you think, ah, fate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, because he's going to go swimming. Because remember, he's taking his, like, monthly outing. Um, where they're going to See, some the hot waters, yes, yes, to help it's, alleviate it's, the pain. It's the health thing, and um, and of course, normally that wouldn't be an issue because normally the whole family goes, and he could leave his key behind, and nobody would bother it. But I guess he just forgot that uh, he was leaving Cassiopeia behind, and she decides to get curious and opens this trunk and all she sees in it, and I'm going to spoil it a little bit here. Spoiler alert! Oh. No spoilers. Oh, this habit has got to stop. Who put pumpkin spice air fresheners in the book drop again? Uh-oh. Speaking of habits, the book habit is back for ages 8 to 12. This month we will be discussing Restart, by Gordon Corman on Microsoft Teams. Registration is required. Place a copy on hold and pick it up using our curbside service. On the day of the program, you'll receive a Microsoft Teams link to the meeting at the email address provided when you register. This month's activity will use a blank smartphone template. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Coffee. Are you looking for a challenge? It's 24-hour comics day. And in honor of this day where comic creators are challenged to make a 24-page comic in 24 hours, the library is giving away a free comic to all requesters through our curbside service while supplies last. This giveaway is also in honor of Free Comic Book Day, which is usually held in May, but delayed by COVID-19. So if smashing several months of work into 24 hours doesn't appeal to you, you can still celebrate with reading a comic instead. Anyone who faints at the idea of separating egg whites and yolks when baking, the upcoming Cooking the Books video is not for you. Otherwise, live dangerously and deliciously as Cooking the Books is back to help us finish up celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month with how to make a tres leches cake. Check out our Facebook or Instagram page for the video on October 5th. Hi, this is Beth, and I want to take a moment and talk with you about repeat reads. And you can blame this idea on Hobbit Day, September 22nd, the birthdays of fictional characters Bilbo and Frodo Baggins. I have read The Lord of the Rings. I can't tell you how many times, but no, I can't beat Stephen Colbert on his Lord of the Rings knowledge. I just enjoy the story. And I used to read it every year. It's been a couple of years since I've done that. But I was thinking about the fact that I used to read it 
every year. And I wonder if there are books out there that other people are repeat reads. I know that I have a staff member who repeat reads the Twilight series from time to time. I have been known to repeat read Shakespeare, which I'm sure is not the cup of tea for, for many of you. But it's it's a curiosity how you can still enjoy a story over and over again, even though you know everything that's going to happen. You know what kind of challenges the characters are going to get into and you know how it's going to end. And in the case of Lord of the Rings, you've actually probably seen it up in big screen and watched the movie for four hours, like actually more than that. If you do all three movies at the extended version, yes, I'm raising my hand. I'm guilty. That's 12 hours of watching. It was a long time ago. So I thought I'd ask some of our staff, what are their repeat reads? And here's what they told me. Hi, this is Kimberly. And on the topic of rereading books, I'm pretty notorious for reading the same books over and over and over. In fact, I like to think that I'm a bit of a picky reader because sometimes I don't want to leave the world of the books I've already read to go into new books. So that doesn't make me a very adventurous reader, I suppose, but... I love the books I've read, and I just don't ever want to quit reading them. It's like going back and visiting old friends. Um, I like the worlds. I like the topics they go over. And it's just, it's comforting to go back and read some of the same things over and over. My ultimate reread that I do every single year is I read the entire Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. This came from... The first time I read it, it was handed to me by a fellow library employee, and she said, you have to read this, you're going to love it, and I typically don't enjoy vampire stuff. And so I was really hesitant, but then I got into reading it, and I absolutely loved it. And I started reading it just prior to the fourth book coming out in the series. So when it did come out, I had to naturally reread the series again to refresh my mind and prepare for the newest book. And then this was in 2008. The movies started coming out in November of 2008. So it became a tradition for me from then on to reread the books starting on November the 1st in preparation for all the movies coming out except for one of the movies. And so I've reread the books traditionally every single November. This year I did break with that tradition because Stephanie Meyer put out the book very anticipated, very excited. All the Twihards of the world came together and celebrated the release of Midnight Sun, something we've been waiting for for 12 years. So I reread the series in late July and early August in anticipation of that, <laughs> that book coming out. So now every year I will have five books to read and I'm perfectly super excited about it every single year. I don't think I'll do it in November like I traditionally do, but uh, I look forward to it next year. It's something to look forward to every single year. Another book I really enjoy rereading is uh, Hattie Big Sky by Kirby Larson. It's about a girl who is willed a piece of land in an area of the country that is uninhabited essentially and she has to complete these tasks in order to be able to keep her land and 
it is an absolutely awesome story. It's very girl power, and it's something I just really enjoy because I do typically like to read historical fiction, and so this is a historical fiction. Highly recommend the book. I'm not such a fan of the second book in the series as much as I like the first one. The other thing I typically reread pretty often, not annually like other things I read, but uh, I really enjoy reading the Harry Potter series. It's a great thing to listen to when you are in a car going on a long distance road trip. My husband and I love to put those things on when we take trips. And I'm telling you this as I'm literally wearing a Harry Potter shirt and a Harry Potter mask <laughs> today. We uh, have listened to it on the way to Harry Potter World in Florida twice. And there are so many books and it takes so long to read that you would have to take the trip a couple of times from Houston to Florida to get through all of it. So it's a great thing to read. I tend to like to reread that in the summer because it just feels like a summer reading thing for me. And finally, the other book that I really enjoy reading often, not annually, but I'll read it pretty often, is Gone with the Wind. I know there's a lot of controversy with the book, but a lot of the things that I love about the book is how detailed things are explained. And for me, it's another story about girl power. It's a woman who is just not going to let anything beat her down and she's going to win and she's going to fight and she's going to do whatever it takes to be successful. And that's something I really admire about Gone with the Wind. And I really like to look at those kind of stories. So those are some of the books I enjoy rereading. Um, I'd love to hear what you like to reread. I'm Marissa, and for my reread for every year will be Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Pride and Prejudice is one of those classics that I love to reread every spring. The story never gets old or stiff for me, and I admire how the novel was written during a time when we had such vast differences in speech from today. Elizabeth Bennet is the main character um, or protagonist, and she has an observant eye in the world around her. She lives a comfortable life with five sisters and eventually meets Mr. Darcy, who is this very cold, almost aloof character in the book that's deemed too prideful by Lizzie and the others around her. The story is supposed to show the reader how having either pride or prejudice can inhibit how you perceive the world around you. I especially like how the story progresses from her having so much prejudice that it kind of blinds her to the real character of others, especially Mr. Darcy. And while the book focuses on main characters themselves, such as Elizabeth's parents and her sisters, Elizabeth's own narration of her interpretation of her environment is really what hooked it for me. Um, it's what keeps me coming back to read the book every year. The whole premise of the story or the book is that basically one person or the other person can either have too much pride or too much prejudice like stated in the title. I really think that it's neither one or the other that have pride and prejudice and in this case the two contrasting characters would be of course Elizabeth Bennet and Mr. Darcy. I think that they both experience it um, and that can be really sad for the rest of us. We all have a little pride and prejudice in ourselves, and that could definitely prevent us from seeing someone's true character. So that's one of the reasons um, why I just really love to reread 
this book um, every year. It's something that I can take away every year and, and look at and kind of see in a whole nother light. Again, I'm Marissa, and this was Pride and Prejudice for my reread. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Atascacita Advanced Copy, music storybook by scottholmesmusic.com. Podcast supported by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Branch Library. Visit fold.ws to learn more about this 501c3 volunteer organization.